It's nice to know I'm not the only one who uh, actually does it this podcast really well. exactly. It works really well. I will yeah. literally do my podcast in the car. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm like going, we got to drive to my mom's. It's going to take 13 minutes. I get 13 minutes out of the podcast done. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm just going to be talking shit. <laughs> and it's it, it's gold, and it's not, you know, I want to I want to repurpose my mouth shit. Well, the <laughs> <laughs> so. reused mouth shit. Now this is you need to. This needs to be part of the show. Yeah, I think so. We'll yeah, I think so. so. Why not? Here yeah, we are, episode three eighty five of Triggered. Three eighty five. I remember yeah, when you guys were in like the like teens. Three foot. Yeah. How many years have we been doing this now? <laughs> we started in what twenty seventeen, so I guess five yeah, years. Five years. Yeah. I was one of your first guests, I think. Yeah. Yes. Because you guys were like, we were in this. Yeah. Oh, we've got Kurt. This. Yeah. I wonder how this will work. And it went horribly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, for everyone else, we had a great time. Yeah. So as you can tell, the Colonel, Kurt Schlichter, is here. Uh, his new book will be back, The Fall and Rise of America. So It's a uh, it's an erotic journey. It's like Fifty <laughs> nice. Shades of Red. And uh, it's... Uh, it's uh, <laughs> That it's, should be your it, new book. It's sexier than Eric Swalwell on a drunken spree in Singapore. So it's... Uh, no, it's uh, uh, you know, it's it's one of the books of the year. It's been hailed as in English. It's uh, you know a lot of critical acclaim. Yeah. Um, New York Times bestseller. Well, I don't know about that. I look. I have been. will never rank you. I've been yeah. pimping this shit like a uh, huggy bear. I've been putting <laughs> that bitch out on the street saying, "Bring me my money," and uh, it is. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm literally doing every radio hit you can imagine. What was the one you mentioned on stream of? Uh, Gibo and the Boners yeah. Morning Zoo from Minot, North Dakota. <laughs> is that a real thing? <laughs> How could it not be? <laughs> right. What was weird is they asked you to stand there a segment. We're going to do prank calls to the local silo, and it, you know, I, I, I mean, I did. But uh, anyway, it's uh, no man. I, it's fun, and, and there's a couple different kinds of hosts. There's uh, my favorite, of course, are the starstruck. Oh my god! I can't believe I'm talking to Coach yeah. Schlichter. And they're like, I'm so sad for you. <laughs> you know. My dogs and my kids don't respect me, and I got this guy, you know, and he's in Springfield, Illinois, and he or wherever, and he's he's like really happy, and it makes me feel bad because I know I'm going to let him down, yeah, because I there's no way I can live up to that, and uh, there's the uh, you know, and there there's good conservative hosts, and you know, you, you get surprised sometimes people are asking like really good questions on page four sixty two, you mentioned Nero, what was his social security number, you know, you know, and you're just trying to you know trying to answer the things they're good questions and then you know big names and stuff and that's fun there's also like the repurposed purpose disc jockey yeah so he's been like hey everybody another super set of bon jovi and then he's like repurposed as a conservative guy hey how about this uh, you know how about those democrats huh huh and it's like okay yeah i think you're probably kind of on our side but it's not like you really know the vibe yeah, and uh, yeah, I'll, up. yeah. I'll, I'll mention Felonia Millhouse Bond Pantsu. Go. I don't know who that is. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. they got to read your columns. They did need to read my columns. Uh, everybody needs to read my columns. Well, uh, you had a good one today. Did you like it? The yeah. national divorce column. Yeah, I thought it was a good one. Yeah, that was a good chapter in the book. That was a good chapter. I, uh, uh, of course, it, you know, it's like <laughs> book excerpts are the column writers' friends. But <laughs> I always write. My columns are always way too. I get grief from other writers mm -hmm. uh michael walsh especially who, who's been writing since i was like i mean he was literally in the san francisco examiner when i was in high school and we were getting the san francisco examiner because i i grew up in san mateo which is right next to san francisco and he's always like you write too much and i'm like but i don't have time to write it shorter yeah 
And so I'll, I'll send you guys these 1300 word opuses. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I just pity whoever has to go, you know, copy edit them. Number one on the site. And, As always. I, I, you know, I think I have a, I think I have a different mindset and different way of writing than a lot of conservatives because I've got this weird CV with the military yeah. and the law and I, but I was and also stand up comedy. Yeah. So the way, the, the way I write that is, is, is unusual is I do write like stand up. Every line is a setup punchline or tag, mm -hmm. you know, and every, and because you only get a certain number of pages in legal briefs, legal briefs are actually very short because you know, judge don't want to read 50 pages. You know, you got right. 10 pages. Match, you know, yeah. and, and and we're not playing fucking merging games, okay? <laughs> You're not, this isn't English 101. So you, 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 every line has to mean some, and that's kind of how I write. So when you're reading my thing through, if, if it's a good one, everything's going to give you a laugh or, or give you an idea or point out something maybe you didn't think of before, if it's good. And I, I think I do do that. I also don't write like a fucking pussy. Yeah, you know, and not like a little yeah, sure. bow tied. Yeah, you know, it's it Locke might have pointed out. No, I don't give a fuck what Locke says. Right. Fuck Locke, <laughs> dead ass motherfucker, dead ass white man. Well, it's a perfect example of the division of the party now, though. right? Yes, because well, the party being you know the losers that used to be one of us. Ahoy! Well, yeah, ahoy! Exactly. <laughs> um, because you know they were about. Oh well, this is not not the it, right way to do things. Oh yeah, yeah, there were a lot of white paper writing. Yeah. The thing is, yeah. one of the problems with conservatism is way too many people who've never been in a fight and gotten the shit kicked out of them mm -hmm. have gone into conservatism. 100%. I, I, I don't want anyone representing me who hasn't got his ass kicked and, and kicked somebody's ass. Because yep. you got to win once in a while. That's basically this whole town. Yeah, that is the whole town. It's a whole bunch of people here who were taught, use your words and we suspend you, you, suspend you if you fight back. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's... The fact is, I'm, I'm not from... DC. I'm from Los right. Angeles. I'm literally on the other side, and I come here, and there is a different vibe. I can I can feel it. Oh yeah. I I enjoy it. I mean, I get to see my friends. I get to you know sitting yeah. here with you guys and do this. This is great fun for me. But I wouldn't live here. Mm -hmm. It's just tell us about it. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, Help. Need to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> well, you know the the Youngkin saved us though. Huh? Youngkin saved us for now. Youngkin has saved bought us some time. But Youngkin bought some time. Four years. Bought, I, I look. I I think that the uh, uh, Latinx uh, revolution <laughs> is going to be huge. Yeah. I mean, I, it really is going to be huge uh, because uh, uh, these folks, you know, they're not going to put up with foolishness. They didn't come to this country. Yeah, even if you look, I believe in deporting every single illegal alien mm -hmm. because they came here illegally. However, I also understand that the vast majority of these guys are people who decide I'm going to climb a fence and a river, dodge criminals, pay a lot of money, risk arrest, cross a desert to get a shitty job to send money to my family. You know, we could do a lot worse than having people like that. Mm -hmm. I just prefer you knock on the door rather than, you know, slip in through a Bust, window. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But, you know, I, I don't think that people immigrate to this country with the idea of being a perpetual surf class for a bunch of uh, Chardonnay-swilling Democrat dickheads. Yep. And, and that's what they think of. You know, I mean, the, the, the whole Latinx thing is so fucking hilarious. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, how much more condescending could you be? Hi, so, I'm going to correct your language. Yeah. You know, you know yeah. because it has gendered language. So I'm going to fix your language yeah. for it. You know, me and the other girls from the Connecticut suburbs here in this Wellesley <laughs> Gender <laughs> Studies seminar, we're going to uh, fix you, uh, uh, you know, you, you, you Mexicans and fancy Mexicans <laughs> language for you. And it's, it, I mean, it's... 
What's the whole language? It's like yeah, the whole language. Yeah, your language is wrong. Yep. And it's, and it's like no, it's not bueno. Look, I, I married it's transphobic. Yeah, transphobic. <laughs> I married yo. I married into a Hispanic family. They, they don't play that shit. Yeah. yeah. And and they and they're not. I mean, we have the values that they didn't. They didn't come here to be sirs. They came here to make a ton of money. Right. Every single construction company in Los Angeles is now run by either a first or second generation Hispanic oh, guy. 100%, yeah. and, and that's. I mean, you know. And if you run a company, welcome to the Republican machine because you are one of us, buddy. Oh, for sure. Well, we are the yeoman farmers and small businessmen. Yep. That's like when they fucking say the libs. Well, if we deport them all, who's going to clean my house? And who's going to mow the lawns? I'm like, what? what? I mean, it's like... <laughs> Did you I, say I, that out loud? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, but that, that, that's really the thought. But, am I not going to have a permanent uh, surf class? Right. And the thing is, you know, we have a housekeeper, right? And she, she is an immigrant. And A, she gets a ton of money mm-hmm. from us. She gets a ton of money from other people. And she's built a business and she supports her family. Yeah. And her kid... And she's like, ah, oh, my kid. She's like going to Berkeley. Not that that's a good thing, right, yeah, yeah. necessarily, but it, it, it does show that they're not, it's not, well, you know, you, you, you know, the, the, the myth of the, you know, we're keeping, you must, you must do the same job that I did. Nobody yeah. says that. Right. Nobody says that. Nobody says, ah, don't be uppity. Know your place. Your fucking place is at the top. Yeah. Go freaking do it. Well, and, 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 and the libs, they want to maintain a status quo, which allows them to have power, which they didn't earn. They yep. got it because they have credentials from shitty places like Harvard. Yep. And one of my beefs with Trump is he's still impressed by that. Because when yeah. he was like talking about Oz, remember he's like, and he has a degree from Harvard. Dude, yeah, not, not a plus. Right. Yeah. Sorry, Ben Shapiro, you're a friend and a client. Not a plus. Yep. But you went to Harvard. <laughs> or they're all I'm old not going to hold it against you, but yeah. it's not a selling point. Or they're all old money. Yes. Or they're all old money. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, they, they want a status quo where they, they never had to do anything to get these gigs. And they want a status quo where they're never accountable and there will never be any dynamic change. And they don't, they don't like change because that would mean that they'd have to do something to compete. And that's why they do everything. You know, uh, suppress speech, suppress debate, suppress any ability to change things because they don't want to have to actually earn their place yep. or keep a hold of it. Everyone in this room earned their shit. Nobody just came and said, here's a fucking podcast. Yeah. Start it. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. I mean, there are a lot of people out there, you know, talking into microphones and no one's listening. But people listen to you guys because you guys worked hard and you create value. And I worked hard and I create value. Yep. And, you know, we earned our shit and we take it seriously. And I, what I like is I can't, I couldn't bequeath this stuff to my kids, even mm-hmm. if I wanted to. They've got to go do it on their own. And they either will or they won't. And that's on them. But if they do... They have the pride in knowing that they built something. Yep. Yeah. And it's that, that changes your character. The work ethic in this country is just like it's terrible. by the wayside at this point. Well, it, it is among the elite, the right, ruling right, right. class. Yeah, that's what I meant. The, the cultural trust fund base. Yep. And the example I use, Henry Ford, right? Start built a built a uh, you know the assembly line, put a car in every driveway. His sons they made Ford into a giant corporation. They made the Mustang, the third generation of Ford. You don't know any of them, but they're in a broken down Ford Fusion, parked in front of a crack house with Hunter Biden in the passenger seat. Yeah. Okay, I mean, can you think of any third generation Kennedys that you didn't hear of because he got arrested right. for uh, you know meth? 
<laughs> I, I mean, look, it, it's poisonous, and that's what we have. We have cultural trust fund babies. You know, you have the World War II generation, they beat Hitler in the Depression. The 60s generation, they uh, stopped Democrats from uh, treating people inhumanely. A continuing theme in our uh, history. Yep. And they put a man on the moon, and then for this generation, we got Iraq, Wall Street, Grinder. Yep. <laughs> and, and it's, I mean, and they, they are just so unaccomplished, but they're so fucking arrogant. And you guys see it every day. Yep. Yeah. And I, I you know, I, I kind of do too, but you guys see our, they, they, oh, those peasants out there. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't believe it. They, 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 you know, some of them sweat when they work. Yeah, you don't sweat. Yeah. You're always inside with the air conditioning, motherfucker. Right. And they really think that they're better than people that they aren't. And their only hope is the, the, the smart play would be create enough prosperity and security so the people out there don't have to pay attention to yep. your bullshit. Yep. But no, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta start teaching their kids that you know, mommy, do we own slaves? Yeah. Oh yeah. Mommy, am I non-binary? And then you can't, they can't not pay attention to it. Yeah. Because you, because these guys have this weird evangelical vibe about their uh, bizarre uh, beliefs. They can't help but uh, but force it on people. And when they do, people react. And then you get Glenn Youngkin. Yeah. Yep. And then you get 50-50 Hispanic voters. Which, yep. I mean, they, they wrote books on how Hispanic voters were going to ensure that Democrats would be in power forever. Well, that oh, didn't yeah. work out so fucking great. Nope. Well, they miscalculated on, you know, Hispanics are religious people. Yes. Family loving. They're normal yeah. people. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. And they don't think of themselves as Hispanic. That's right. the other thing. Right. Some of them view the, uh, the Tejanos, they, they consider themselves white in Texas. Yeah, I you mean, know? if you ask them what they are, yeah. they, it's like, well, yeah, my my my, yeah. my family came from Cuba, and it's yeah. a fun fact. I'm not ashamed yeah. of it. Yeah. You know, we, we eat a rose con pollo, and yeah. you know, grandma is abuela. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, Kurt, your, your grandma was Nana. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of a German-Scottish thing. Right. Uh, but it, it's just... For me, it's like me being German and Scottish in descent. It's an interesting fact. It means nothing to me. I still despise the fucking Germans. I lived there for years. <laughs> I don't think much of the Scots. Oh, my God. My mom is just like, ah, fucking good Europeans left. <laughs> I mean, she's... Mom, mom's hardcore. Judge mom. Uh, but no, but, but they, they don't see themselves as that. They just see themselves as Americans. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and in a way, the Democrats, uh, liberals, are kind of right, right about the term white as being generic American. Because mm-hmm. they kind of think of themselves as white. Mm-hmm. In the sense, I'm a generic American. I guess my, you know, yeah, my grandpa came from Hong Kong, but that doesn't mean anything more to me than, yeah. you know, it's, you know, Grandpa came from, okay, what the fuck do I care? That's like, man, he's white. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're the whitest guy yeah. here. Korean Mitt Romney <laughs> looks at you and feels that. <laughs> Korean raised by Italians, you know? Yeah. So Well, yeah, but, well look, I, 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 the fact is the Democrats are becoming obsessive uh, uh, about concepts like, quote, race and ethnicity yeah. at a time when race and ethnicity means almost nothing anymore. You, it, it, it really... I remember when I was out with a, a military, we had had military balls, and almost nobody was married to someone of their ethnicity. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, one day I just noticed that. I thought, well, that's kind of interesting. You know, I'm sitting there, my Latinx wife. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, it just, but it didn't, it wasn't a thing. And, and, and normal people have just gotten away from them, so they're going to start trying to divide people up. And they're, well, you know, you, as a, uh, you know, as a Latinx American, I'm not Latinx, I'm just, a fucking American. Yeah. Why are you talking to me like I'm an idiot, dipshit? Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, 
It, but and you write about so the second civil war right you have two different yes two different versions two different theories uh remember there's a spectrum of conflict yeah. low-grade insurgency all the way up to maneuver fighting and i i talk about you know the red rebelling against the blue in power the blue rebelling against the red in power and i think it looks differently in both of them for sure yeah you know uh the the more dangerous one is red rebelling against blue because i think the potential for actual uh, more violence exists yeah, yeah. then. With the blue rebelling against red, you're seeing, I, I, I would think, small-scale insurgency, not unlike what you saw in the early 70s with the Weather Underground, the Black mm-hmm. Panthers, the SLA. Yeah. Which was a lot of bombings and killings, but it was a law, it was actually crushed by law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a more aggravated Summer of Love type. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a direct offshoot of that. Yeah. And um, I don't, I mean, kind of, the BLM thing is yeah. a little different because it's more street violence. Right. But it's very focused in small areas. Yeah. It's very controlled. The cities, yeah. Yeah. And it's always in a city in an environment where it's safe. You you have overhead cover by a political establishment. Won't let the police act. Won't prosecute the crime. Won't cooperate with the feds to crush it. Because, you know, if Trump had really wanted to send troops in, mm-hmm. you know, send troops into Portland, how do you do that? And I talk about it in the book. How do you how do you get troops to go in there into Portland to conduct operations? Okay. How do you go feed them? Right. Where are you going to send them to the hospital? What if they say our hospitals won't take them. You know, yeah. our cops won't cooperate. We're not going to hold your prisoners. Suddenly, it becomes a lot different, and then it, 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 you could still do it, but now you've got to start adding more military forces yeah, it's not to simple. make them. It isn't simple. It's not a. Uh, it's not permissive environment, as we would say. No one's shooting at you, but no one's helping you. So suddenly, it becomes very difficult to do, but. Ironically, as things get more serious, you know, there are, there are more options for a red government suppressing blue rebellions. Uh, blue rebellions would be centered in urban areas. What do you do for an urban area? Well, if Los Angeles goes crazy, what I do is I take a relatively small unit, cut off the 101, cut off the 5 to the north, cut off the 5 to the south, cut off the 60, cut off the 10, and suddenly, five days in, with no food, L.A. becomes Mogadishu. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I know, I, I, I was there in the L.A. riots yeah, I was when it became, there, yeah. Yeah, when it became Mogadishu. And uh, it is, uh, uh, but it's a little different for blue on red, because if you look at the forces, the blue, the red doesn't have the concentration of people, but it has the mass. Yeah. It also has the ones that produce food. And yeah, I know producing uh, video content and synergy are very nice in a normal situation. Y'all can't eat it, and your community garden ain't going to grow enough kale to feed you much past Tuesday. So, true. Yeah. So, how, I mean, you know, how is, if the red people say no and mean it, and, you know, you get a bunch of red people out there with, you know, deer rifles and AR 15s, how are you physically going to make them do anything? I don't know why this person's calling me. Yet another person wants a hit. Thanks, yeah. thanks for letting me take yeah. that. I know that's going to make great, great podcast material. <laughs> They're going to go, what the fuck's Kurt doing? Sorry, this, Mr. This is, will cut it. This, is, this has literally been my life for the last yeah. week because I must have done 50 hits. But anyway, it, you know, what are, what are the blue people going to do to enforce their rule? You know, Washington wants to dictate out there. Okay, the only way you can dictate if you're opposed is have a guy with a rifle standing on the ground. There are about 2 million people mm-hmm. in the military. The, there's a thing called tooth-to-tail ratio. The tail is the support elements. In, in the American military, it's about 10 to 1. So you need 10 people supporting you 
everything from guys driving trucks bringing you beans to guys back at the depot fixing vehicles mm -hmm. and you know and you got the veterinary unit your uh you know your signal you all the it's 10 guys for every nine guys for every one guy with a rifle that's not a lot of rifles right and, and guys with rifles have to sleep yep. so if you want a guy on a street corner you don't have a guy with a street corner you need a squad or a mm -hmm. team teams about four or five guys and then you need a couple teams because you're going to have to rotate them do you see how it starts adding up there's just not enough to do it america runs on consent so if america right. stops consenting you, it's going to be hard to force a wide variety of people at at, at, at bayonet point it, it is easy to focus on a small group like the j6 guys yeah. it's easy to focus on them there's 800 of them but they're almost overweight it's the biggest investigation the fbi has ever done yeah. which is a reason to disband the fbi exactly. because it's fucking useless run by the guy who staged the fake whitmer kidnapping plot. yes yeah. yes yeah. ironic they're not even competent i know <laughs> uh they can barely handle a bunch of grandmas taking selfies in the rotunda what if there's a million people saying no right they run on with guns with guns yeah. who can enforce it and where, where are they going to generate the firepower yeah. uh you know again uvalde one mutant with a rifle, untrained, yep. and 30 guys aren't going to rush in on them because... Fucking standing around. Because they're standing around. Now, lots of other problems with that. Let me let me show you how Kurt Schlichter would have done it, showing up, hey, you, on me, you, flank, let's go. Boom, done. And maybe I die, maybe I don't, but, you know, I'm a cop. At least you try. That was my... Yeah. Well, if they're shooting me, they ain't shooting kids. Right. And um, those guys should... I don't, I don't, I don't understand how they live with themselves yeah that video of that guy getting fucking hand sanitizer it just it just summed the whole thing up yeah. i it, i don't think that would happen everywhere but if they're you know if our law enforcement is uh, uh that unmotivated to go get somebody killing little kids they outnumber 30 to 1 when there's 30 million mm -hmm. people out there with guns i mean do you really want to die so joe biden can get his uh a dream of a, a assault rifleless america right uh, yeah i, I I don't think a lot of people do, and uh, yeah, but there are a lot. But there are a lot of folks out there who ain't giving up their gun. Yep, they, they just ain't doing it. So decision point, and you can concentrate force. See, the thing is, law enforcement wins by um, overwhelming criminals. You remember the shootout, that North Hollywood shootout, mm -hmm. but I was actually in L.A. at the time. Those guys, it was important. What mattered is they had fire superiority for a relatively long time like about 10 15 minutes they were controlling things because they're two guys with automatic weapons but more guys kept showing up mm -hmm. more guys kept showing up yeah cops win by you know they, they always show up you can never beat the cops if you're just a couple of criminals you can only escape what if what if they're guys who are going to hold their ground and fight it out then you got to decide and you've only got limited resource. You know, they're all like, well, we've got F-15s and, you know, we've got tanks. Yeah. Okay. Military quiz. What's the most vulnerable part of a tank? It's the guy driving it. Yeah. Okay. He's got to get out to take a shit every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And if you've got a deer rifle, yeah. and a lot of guys have deer rifles and know those woods, mm -hmm. that's a scary thought. And I look, I, again, you know, the fucking bulwark pussies okay are you advocating civil war no i'm just telling you how things go right which right. is why we shouldn't have one mm -hmm. and frankly guys like the bulwark are contributing to it by contributing to an atmosphere where a significant part of the american people do not feel that they are heard mm -hmm. and they are belittled 
and they are told you have no right to participate in your own democracy. Yep. That is that is what the bulwark shitheads are saying, and that's the kind of thing that gets people pissed off. Mm -hmm. And if you knew anything about history, and the only thing those guys know about is erectile dysfunction, <laughs> you, you, you know, you, yeah. you <laughs> and shame. Watching from the closet. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. I, I, I was literally, I had to be talked out of taking out. I was going to dedicate it to the uh, wives of the Bulwark staffs, uh, <laughs> the boyfriends of the wives of the Bulwark staff. Who talked you to that? Uh, various people. Yeah. Kurt, you can't dedicate it to the boyfriends of the wives of the Bulwark staff. Why not? Yeah. That was like the biggest editorial conflict we had. Everything else is great. Yeah. That's a bridge too far. <laughs> yes, but you don't understand. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about their lack of manhood. I know what you're doing, Kurt. <laughs> But uh, no, I, I, I think that it's uh, and what I was saying about creating a situation where, you know, violence is an accepted alternative. You if you want a if you want a society that doesn't work at all on violence, you can't accept any of it. Mm -hmm. And you can't accept you got to go where they are and get in their faces, guys. Do you imagine that you get to go? Well, you can't get in their faces, but but we nobody can hit you. Nobody can hit anybody. Right. Yeah, I, I, I've established a new rule, but I'm also establishing the maximum of the rule because I make the rules. You don't make the fucking rules. Yep. If, you, if you start going for the lowest common denominator, there's always somebody who can go lower. Right. All right? right. You know? I, it's like the same thing with the Jan 6 shit. Yes. They're like, insurrection. Like, how many guns were there? Dude. Yeah, if they wanted to overthrow yeah. the government, it would have been a lot more bloody. Than so that. what it but does is they've now normalized insurrection. Yeah. So it, you know, somebody goes, "Oh, you're being an insurrectionist." Eh. Mm. What are you gonna do? Call me a racist next? I can fuck. Right. It doesn't right. mean anything. Right. And it's all a lie and a scam anyway. Look at Sri Lanka. Yes. That's that's the real Sri Lanka. <laughs> man, they they they're fucking up a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Happy the thing. Oh, Bastille Day. And oh, I was yeah, there yeah, I was there is. on the bicentennial of the Bastille Day 33 years ago. I broke my watch on the ground because I had an Australian between me and the me and my arm. <laughs> That's all I remember. <laughs> oh, oh, me and my pal couldn't find a hotel, so we parked in this uh, empty parking lot in the middle of uh, Paris and it was really weird that it was empty. And then I wake up and there's this French guy going, ah, ah, and at the window, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Turned out it was a lunatic asylum. Uh, <laughs> so uh, that was my, uh, that was my friend. It's literally all I remember about the steel day, 1989. Nice. Uh, but uh, one thing I got to get out of you before we have to wrap up, cause you got to go. What do you, do you think Joe Biden's going to make it through his term? And then how oh, do you fuck. think this is going to go into 22 and you've written about 24? Yeah. Curious how you're feeling about that right now. Well, All that. <laughs> I don't know, but I, I, I think Biden's going to try and run out the clock, but I don't think he's going to be able to run because right. he's just too fucking crusty. Yep. I mean, Homeboy started out stupid and, and, and evil, and now he's adding senile into that. So that's kind of a witch's brew of failure that's pretty amazing if you look at it. I, I don't think that... <sighs> I, I, I don't know who they've got on the bench. Kamala? Oh, yeah. come on! That's it, right? Yeah. Newsom? I know Newsom, Newsom was rocking around the White House. Yeah, he's measuring yesterday. the drapes. Yeah. yeah, he's measuring the drapes, you know, checking his hair. Yeah. Fucking governor hairstyle. He's a fucking piece of shit. What's he going to run on? Let's make all of America California. Here's a hobo taking a dump yeah. on the freaking street corner. You want that? I don't think... I, I, I don't see that as a winning strategy. Uh, you know, Trump, I think, is probably going to run. Mm-hmm. Probably, but he might not. Yeah. 
Uh, I don't think it's guaranteed he wins the nomination. I think I, I, I think Ron DeSantis could beat him. Yeah. I don't know if he will, but look, I talk to a lot of activated conservatives. Mm-hmm. The activated conservatives support DeSantis. Mm-hmm. By, they don't hate Trump. They're like, well, I just think DeSantis would be better because it's been seven years since he came down the escalator. Yeah, and, yeah. and, you know, he was a disruptor. Now we need to take another step. They don't hate Trump. And I, 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 was, I did a vote of 60 people. Everybody, who, who likes Trump? And mm-hmm. A bunch of Republicans. 57 of them like Trump. Mm-hmm. Okay? Trump or DeSantis? One-third Trump, two-thirds DeSantis. Mm-hmm. The, the, the majority opinion among the aware, one, uh, aware people, people who do this every day, seems to be leaning towards DeSantis. Re, uh, uh, other people who aren't that engaged, maybe they don't know about DeSantis. They just go, well, I, I like Trump. You mm-hmm. know, gas wasn't shitty. We weren't in any shitty wars. I wasn't embarrassed by, you know, President Gumby. Yep. And uh, I think as DeSantis comes up, he's he's got room to grow. Trump doesn't have any room to grow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Trump Trump also has, I mean, DeSantis certainly has to answer questions about what's your foreign policy and stuff. Yeah. And I think I know where it'd be, and I think it'd probably yeah. be good. Yeah. Trump's got to go, well... So why'd you listen to Fauci? Mm-hmm. You know, what about your personnel choices? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he was a great, pre- he did a lot of great things. But politics is very much like, that's nice. What have the you done people, for me lately? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, are you going to, you know, is Jared going to have a fucking, uh, his own door into the Oval Office again? Because mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm happy with that. Yeah. Right. Is right. that going to happen? What, what have you, what have you learned? Are you going to spend the whole time bitching about 2020? Which in large part was your fault because mm-hmm. you're the guy who didn't get it done. Because you're the president. You need to get it done. Well, you see the right... You didn't fucking get it done. Yeah. You didn't get it done. You know, I know I'm Donald Trump, right. but I don't want to fucking hear how, you know, everyone's against you and they cheat. Right. Did you think they weren't against you and wouldn't cheat? Yeah. What'd you yeah. do to make them uncheat? I remember when I got to Las Vegas to lawyer after the election. There's one Republican lawyer on the ground in yeah. Las Vegas. It's yeah. one of the big six state cities that where we knew there was going to be problems. And there's one fucking GOP lawyer on the yeah. ground. Okay. Unprepared. Yep. You you need a law. Democrats had a law firm and they'd been litigating for six months. You yep. don't win election law battles after the election. You're designed to lose. You always lose. Yep. You win them by shaping the battlefield beforehand. They didn't do it. He was the head of the Republican Party. Ergo, it's his fault. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm not saying that to accuse him. And it was a failure of imagination too. We, yes. We couldn't imagine the scope to which. You well, you know, we, but we should have. I know. And I again, you know, Trump. You, you, but you didn't get it done. Well, here are my reasons. Don't care. Yeah. I didn't pay you to fucking tell me why you couldn't do it. I'm paying you to fucking get it done. Yeah. And he's got to explain that too. If he wants to keep going on about 2020, I think he's going to bore and annoy people. It annoys yeah. people to hear him talk about 2020. Well, and that's what I talked about a couple of weeks ago. It was like, we could talk about it, but you need to have actionable items, right? Like, here's the election stuff we need well, to Well, decertify it and make me president again. Yeah. Okay, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, I don't think it's going to work, This is right? a scratch. Yeah. But, like, we could pass, you know, voter ID laws. And you, like, there's certain things we yes. can do, right? You know, so... I agree with you. Yeah, I, and they're doing it. I mean, Wisconsin had a great jury, uh, uh, verdict. Yeah. Uh, uh, fucking uh, uh, Kemp, mm-hmm. who annoys me too, yeah. but he passed, you know, a great vote of law. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. you know. We'll see. We'll see. All right, man. All right. All so, right. give Kurt's book. Get you my book. Regret it. Get if, my book. If uh, you go to townhallvip.com, if you're not a VIP member, go to townhallvip.com, join 
And if you join, email us, triggered at townhall.com, and we will get you a signed copy of Kurt's book. I signed a lot of copies. You signed a lot of and books I have today. a very distinctive signature. Yes. <laughs> so, so, anything else? Well, I just want to say the book is an erotic journey. And, <laughs> from uh, Milan to Minsk. So from, <laughs> <laughs> you know what that's from? I do. Milan to Minsk. Oh, my gosh. It is an erotic journey. <laughs> Yeah, well, thanks for having me on Triggered. It yeah. is always one of the highlights of my book tours. Absolutely. And we'll get some partying done tonight. Oh, dear God, it's going to be sick. Ahoy. Ahoy. I hear the hats are coming out. That's the hats are coming? Jim told me the hats are coming oh, out. Oh, man, so. there's nothing. Nothing says party like that here. Yep. All right, well, we'll be back here next week for more Triggered. We'll get Kurt back on sometime soon and get sure. his book. 